I'm not done messing around. Oh my god. Oh my god. Let's just make this the podcast. (laughs) Every time he tries to open, we just fuck around. Hey everybody, welcome to Debates on Tap. I'm Brian. And I'm Brendan. And I'm messing around Vargas still. <laughs> oh, God. You opened that very And bad. this is a podcast where we drink, we argue, and someone wins. Hallelujah. And I hate <laughs> both of you <laughs> right now. Uh, today we're drinking Boulevard, a little-known brewery out of Kansas City, Missouri. Nice. Uh, tequila Barrel Lime Goze. I don't appreciate Goza. 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 I don't appreciate you stealing my joke about Bud. <laughs> That's my <laughs> joke. I don't know what just happened. <laughs> a little known. Did you make that joke before? I make it every time I right. bring in Bud. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing between with comedians. Some people write them and some people perform them. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I get it. I get it. Even though you wrote it, it's how you delivered it. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Flawlessly is what I'm saying. So this beer is very good. It's not bad. Sour beer. It got a little bit of a kick, but not too much. To, not, not, to a, not a whole lot at yeah. all. It's not very tart. But I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Refreshing I like, after uh, what we just had. Oh, my gosh. David tried to kill us. Yeah. That's good. You'll find out on Thursday. <laughs> uh, what do you think? It's tart. Uh, I mean, oh, it, it is. It, it goes up. It's a sour, yeah. We learned in Colorado, Brendan and I, how to pronounce that. I always said goes. I said goes. Yeah, goes or goze, whatever. Whatever goes. The, the, the lady. At the brewery. At the brewery was very adamant about goza. So. And so I was like, goza the barbarian. <laughs> Goza. <laughs> I, I gotta go to the bathroom. Oh my god. Anyway. Kind of like how people get when you say Porsche. Po- Porsche. Oh, ooh, Porsche. It's Porsche. I owned one in the 90s. I had the coat you and the hat. Fuck. Fucking fuck. Anyway. Uh, Brian, <laughs> yeah. what's new with you, buddy? I had something and I forgot it. <laughs> uh, I No, I did just watch the very first episode of The Handmaid's Tale. Ooh. Buckle up, Buttercup. As uh, pilots often do for their shows. That's the <laughs> utopia, right? Yeah, it's the, the utopian future <laughs> where women have no rights <laughs> and, and right. are used for breeding stock. Right. Oh, I'm getting the cut inside oh. <laughs> in the background. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the dystopian future based on a book series. Is it a series or just one just, book? Just one book. Margaret uh, Atwood has said she's writing a follow up, though. Well, with the success of the show, I don't know why she wouldn't. Well, I think in the, she basically said in the times currently, she felt like a book it's was, more, was needed. It is <laughs> kind of just a biography of America. Right. She's like, America the book is the prequel to the Every page tale. is just <laughs> look around you, look around yeah. you, look around you. In the distant future of 2022, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> America is in shambles. Uh, How do you feel so about yeah, it so far? It's, I like it. I, it was another show. I get this a lot if I start a new show after the first episode. If I don't immediately want to watch the next one, right. even if I don't, if I don't right. immediately want to, I just, I, I know it's not going to be a great show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or maybe it'll pick up. But this one, I wanted to watch it. It's, uh, a, it's, a, it's a legit so. great show. Yeah. It gets it's, very intense. It gets very good. It, says, it has a lot to say about some very <laughs> pressing, crazy issues. Yeah. That and, seem uh, outrageous 10 years ago. Yeah. But, but no, it, it's phenomenal. It's, it's a great show. Have what you, you, what have, you, have you seen it? No. Oh. Kara watched it. Is she that why you were so quiet about it? Yeah, I, yeah, I haven't seen Third it. season's coming out soon for those who right. yeah. are up to date on it. But mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm late on the bandwagon. So, Brendan, what have you been up to? I've been watching a lot of Netflix. 
But we'll talk about that later. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, currently, uh, a new band... Uh, not a new band. Christ. Uh, a band came uh, that's out... That's an old band. Yeah, 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 He's been around for He's a been while. around for two Solo artist. He had a big comeback. <laughs> <laughs> Three days. Uh, no, uh, there's a LA-based band called Health that I've been very into. They came out with an album just a couple da- a couple weeks ago. Good health. Uh, called Volume 4. Uh, something. Uh, they are an LA-based, like industrial rock pop band and it's like this blend of every band you bring is like i, know. I understand i understand what <laughs> like industrial pop rock industrial uh their industrial new al- rock yes yes <laughs> their, their new pop band what yeah <laughs> their new album is called volume four slaves of fear and uh it's it's intense they started out as this uh Industrial psychedelic, th- yeah, here we go. <laughs> noise rock, like this really weird band. And they went on tour with Nine Inch Nails. And, no way, an and, industrial band. Yeah, and right. started Nine Inch Nails. And, and, started, and became <laughs> like this, like, there? this, this very interesting, very good industrial rock pop band. And uh, I, 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 I enjoy them quite a bit. Uh, the, the new album is very good. Very, it goes from like these swings of like very intense industrial rock. It's like these very like uplifting, beautiful pop harmonies, and it's the weirdest, greatest thing I've ever listened to, and I'm I'm, I'm pumped about it. So you're sure that was on the same album? That wasn't like the Spotify we oh, recommend this page. <laughs> let, me, let me look again. <laughs> no, uh, they have a couple albums that are phenomenal, but their newest album is very very good. What so, did you say? Volume four, Slaves of Fear, Health. Yep, sounds like an industrial album. <laughs> <laughs> got yeah. Fear in the name, yeah. Slaves in the name. Uh, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Interesting, but good. But yeah, I, I, I enjoy my love. Vargas, <coughs> what's new with me? Um, I just finished Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. On How many seasons? On Netflix. Yeah. Loved, oh my God. It's a miracle. Look, I don't care what anybody <laughs> Have says. Have you seen it, Brendan? <laughs> <laughs> Not familiar with the show. That show is but they should use that fucking song. hilarious. It's and so goddamn funny. I feel like they saved a lot of jokes for the last season, like uh, the last six yeah. episodes, because man, they're good. I, I, th- I. Enjoyed the first season. I thought it like towards the end got a little like old with like yeah. the shtick. Yeah. But then like the second season just picked it for some reason it just started clicking more. Yeah. It just got even. So, well, same with season three, but the, yeah. the last season, season four is really. Good. I haven't seen season the four. last season. Yeah. But and when it's, Ti- Titus sings a song <laughs> called <laughs> "The Devil's Face Is White" <laughs> and it makes <laughs> me laugh so hard. Everything Titus does is the greatest <laughs> yeah. thing. At Pinot Noir, like, right, right? Come on now, it's phenomenal. For those who don't know. <laughs> I, I'm familiar with that. Yeah, sure, sure. But for our but, audience, but for our audience members, Shirley, you might not know. You might not know. Yeah, Shirley and Dave. Uh, <laughs> who's Titus? Uh, he's a is very gay, flamboyant. black yes. character who is uh, uh, hilarious and amazing and seems Over and the top, way over the I'm top. I'm trying to... Yeah, I can't remember. Stuff. I know... I, I, I have seen a few episodes, honestly, but I can't remember what that actor... Is, he's from other stuff. He plays like little character parts. He in other plays stuff. Titus in other stuff. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's his yeah, whole. I think he should have been that's Thirty Rock for a little bit. Yeah. But like no, yeah, yeah, he's known. He's he is Titus. Uh, yeah. Let's see what else is new with me. I wrote some stuff down because <laughs> I didn't want to. Oh, is there's a book. Oh, what is that? Um, it's my little notebook. What is, what is it? Can we see it? In? Are we allowed to look at it's it? Just. Are you an eighty-year-old grandmother? Is that a checkbook? No, no there's card scores. No, that's D and D. Mustaches. Help. Uh, anyway, um, so I I recently watched. Um, <laughs> yeah, you saw what my topic for next time is going to be, and it's awesome. Yeah, uh, I recently watched the first two Hobbit movies. I comple- oh. I completely missed all of them in Did theaters. Really? Yeah, so I got hmm. the extended editions, and How I do watched. You feel about it. 
So I'm completely unfamiliar with the books. Oh, as a whole, I've never read The Hobbit. I've never read The Silmarillion. I've never read Lord of the Rings. Interesting. Okay. I don't think I don't think I'm capable of reading The Silmarillion. Silmarillion is like a mid, like Middle Earth textbook. It's yeah, exactly. But continue. Um, <laughs> I and I I don't mind the movies. I think they're pretty fun. Yep. I mean, did you? How do you feel about Lord of the Rings? I like Lord of. I oh, mean, good. you know, it's it's good. Yeah, it's really I, good. I I come from a standpoint. I love Lord of the Rings. Extended editions are. Requ- yeah, I, they, I think it should be required viewing. The Hobbit, I think, basically is Peter Jackson just not caring, and you could tell going from Lord of the Rings to Hobbit, it's Peter Jackson just being like, "Eh, we'll just CGI it," and it but, but feels it less personal as well as The Hobbit was a hundred-page book essentially. Yeah, based on the beloved children's pamphlet. <laughs> but how much of that is is the studio? pissing off Peter Jackson and him having oh, to do these I, things I, and be like, you I, know what? Fine. Fuck I a hundred percent think it's because Guillermo del Toro was supposed to originally make the Hobbit and he got so far as like they were in pre-production ready to yeah. do the Hobbit. And then something happened, whether it's studio stuff or what Guillermo del Toro left. And so Peter Jackson basically said like, fuck, I guess I'll do it. Like, but, but even then, like but it, the, the, sorry. I mean the CGI is from Weta. So like, and it's fine. It's some of the best CGI but out it's there. It's still like you couldn't have done that work practically. Of, of, you know what I mean? Of course they could. But, yeah, but but again, and so rushing it, out those movies it, by the studio. That's why I man. think I think that movie is hurt a lot by it's. It feels rushed by how good, however, how much everyone loved Lord of the Rings trilogy. And, and that's I what think, killed it. And you get the interviews. I don't know if you've watched any back to the back uh, back to the future stuff. <laughs> back <laughs> behind the scenes stuff. I haven't watched any of it. I'm gonna go w- back. Go once watch I get some like behind the, the scenes one. interview yeah. with Peter Jackson where he's just like, I don't fucking care. Yeah, <laughs> like I just mean, I'm set sure. up the cameras and let's go. I'm and it's, sure, it's but interesting, like, but it's still, and that's what is so interesting about it is like the worst Peter Jackson movie is better than it's still the, fine than like the, the best you know yeah. Paul W S Anderson movie. movie. It's like, still it still works. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so. Yeah, that's yeah. W- that's what I've been watching, and I just recently uh, read Why the Last Man for the first time. <gasps> oh yeah, they're making yeah. that a series. Uh, yeah, um, it's a comic book series. And it's so good. <laughs> Have you read it? Yeah. Okay, so I I found the deluxe edition, nice. book one mm-hmm. for like ten bucks at yeah. a half price books, and so it's by Brian K. Bond, the same guy who did Saga, um, and it's about uh, issue one, all of mankind is wiped out. And when I say mankind, I mean literally men. Men, men are wiped except out. Except for this one guy, Yorick, and his capuchin monkey, Ampersand. <laughs> so it's just women on the earth and one dude and his male monkey. And his quest... That really is the utopian <laughs> future that we all dreamed of. Well, and, and his, I think you would legit love it. His Living quest, in that life? Yeah. <laughs> what? The book. Oh, 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 but oh. He, he talks about it. His quest, his journey is like as as all the rest of men died, he was proposing to his girlfriend. So his whole thing. Yeah, it's very candid, very open. It's awesome. His whole thing is he's trying to get to Australia to meet up with his hopeful fiance. He didn't get to Mm -hmm. hear her answer because he was on the phone and then all men died. So anyway, it was really good. I read the the first 10 issues Mm -hmm. and. Man, it's as good as everybody says it is. You know, right. I think a lot of sometimes. You said they're making a show or a movie. Uh, I, I I saw I, series. See, I keep going back and forth. I've heard like Seth Rogen was originally attached yeah. to make like a sh- a movie. I think like Shia LaBeouf was attached to yeah. play him and stuff. But but now I see it's going to be like a series of some kind. But it's been in like it, I I think it's one of the development hell type. It's things. weird how how the script has flipped on 
movies being the top dog and now there's just so many good shows. Right. Yeah, yeah. And they're taking like taking over and mm-hmm. Well, yes, because you look at like what's the great source material right now? It's comic books and yeah. it's really hard to make a comic what, book a movie. Hour. Well, distill it down into right. a two-hour yeah. movie, right. which I'm so pumped that Lock and Key is going to be a, a series, not a movie. Well, Umbrella Academy. It's going right. to be a series because you can't take right. that stuff and turn it into a two-hour movie. You well, know, And that's what I thought The Dark Tower. It, it should 100% be a series, not a movie. Yeah. You know we, I mean? like right. Stephen to, King to be material. closer to the book, sure. Right. Um, you know, if Hellboy would have come out five, ten years later, it right. would have been you know, a Netflix exclusive right. series and we'd still be watching mm-hmm. Hellboy season six now or Correct. you know whatever. So mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. Why the last man is really good. If anyone's out there looking for, um, comic book stuff, that's not superheroes. Right. Check out why the last man and saga. Any, basically anything, anything Brian, Brian came Bond on yeah, has, has done. done. It's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. She, Wendy's was tweeting about comic books recently. Yeah. <laughs> Wendy's picked Marvel over DC. What's, yeah. yeah, what's up? What's up with all these brands being? It's not people. their brands. It's the it's their social well, it's media their manager interns. who <laughs> like, happens to be a big fucking nerd. Yeah. Like the whole and thing with who was it? Little Debbie was like, or no, Sunny D was tweeting about like suicide. Did you see that? What? It was like it nope. started. It started <laughs> That's out not with, really a sunny disposition. Well, it, the whole. <laughs> oh my god! Take that one. The whole, this whole like kickoff of these brands doing these weird things started out. I'm pretty sure it's Sunny D starting out with their tweet was, I can't do this anymore. And like everyone was like, what is happening at Sunny D right now? And then it became all these like little Debbie swooped in and was like, hey, no, you can. You'll be fine. And a lot of people were like, okay, get the fuck out of here. Like no one cares that brands are I know, people. I know like Moon Pie had a, had a good run for a while. Right. They still kind of do. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, it's 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 just their social media intern managers right. doing all that shit. So anyway, let's Fuck get em. down to it. Brendan, last time. Last time I wanted the boys to give me a Netflix. We're the boys. Oh. Netflix. I thought we were talking about the uh, Amazon exclusive <laughs> series. Your the boys. Is Simon Pegg still playing the man? He never was. God. But damn it. He's too old. He he himself said He's not a boy. I'm not too sure. old to play this. Yeah. So All right. But they got Carl Urban as Billy Ooh, Butcher, and Carl I'm so Urban. anyway. Uh, so so yeah. So I wanted the boys to give me a Netflix original show series. They gave me Vargas gave me Wild Wild Country, sure and Bry Guy gave me uh, uh, Mindhunter. I chose Mindhunter, and I will talk about it. He's first. already alluded that he's gonna flip on us. No, he didn't. Yes, no. he did. No. Mindhunter is from David Fincher, and everything I've read was David Fincher was. Heavily, heavily involved. And I love David Fincher. Yeah, I didn't know he was involved. So oh, he probably. <laughs> his hands are all over the thing. Yeah. Like, it, he, like he, I, I know for sure he directed like the first couple episodes and the last couple episodes. I think episodes. it was the first two and the, and the last, last two. two. And but it's basically the like. Oh, oh, yeah. What? <laughs> but, but he, he 100% could have directed the whole thing. But it's essentially about the, it's a fictionalized version of the two FBI agents uh, who created like criminal serial killer profiling. And it's, so good. It, it's phenomenally it's phenomenally shot, phenomenally done. It's a Dave Venture product. But it's a very interesting look at these guys who, uh, l- because forever, a lot of things were just like, eh, the guy's crazy, like, fucking, like, who cares? And these guys approach it as, well, no, let's go talk to these killers, these sequence killers, these people who kill, ma- do mass murders, and find out, one, what makes them tick, and two, how to prevent this thing from ever happening. And so it's this really, like, awesome early look at 
the early days of serial killer profiling and things like that. Isn't that such a fun take on Edmund Kemper? Dude. And Edmund, that motherfucker Edmund rolled Kemper on screen. stuff is so Holy good. Shit. Uh, all the, they talked to a couple other serial killers that are, it's intense and fascinating. The last scene with Edmund Kemper before the show ends for right? the first season is very intense. And that's based on, because I, I did a deep dive and I bought the, the Mindhunter book that's based on it, but the two guys that it's based on, they've wrote other books too. And uh, the, the, the character that uh, Bill Tench, the older FBI agent, he actually had that encounter with Edmund Kemper where he was talking to him. And Edmund Kemper basically like looked around and saw that they were alone and said, I could straight up twist your head off your shoulders and kill you right now and leave it laying on the table and nothing would happen. And the guy w- started screaming for someone to come. Like he started yelling and screaming, telling someone to get in here right now and ended the interview. But, uh, but I think it's fascinating. One, because... I'm very interested and I enjoy like true crime and like what makes serial killer tick and antisocial behavior and things like that. One of my favorite classes I took as an undergrad was uh, abnormal psychology and talking about like antisocial behavior and what that actually means. You know, like being antisocial does not mean like you hate like society and people. Right. You're not Brian. It, anti, yeah, yeah. Antisocial got mixed up with it, anxious and like. It, yeah. Anti, anti, being antisocial literally means that like what they talk about in the show in a fictionalized version of you are a person that's so narcissistic and so et cetera, all these other things. You do not believe other people have feelings or have worth. Right. You that's are, Brian. <laughs> so that's Brian. <laughs> that's what we talk about. Uh, hey, get, hey, why don't you guys get the fuck out of my apartment right now, and, by the way. And so, and so, I don't think you have worth. Yeah, you, you're, you're nothing to me. I'll run this podcast on my own. I'll do all three voices. And so it, it's this amazing look at like all that stuff. And I know, Brian, you talked about those cutaway shots that happen every so often in the show and how interesting that stuff was. Season two. Well, <clears throat> there's no way that can happen. What do you mean? Well, because he didn't get caught until the, the I know 2000s. He, I know he didn't get caught, but I'm saying I want him, I want them to keep following that storyline. Oh, that never happened. But I know what you're saying, but he was never, no one ever thought that was a thing until he, he was caught and confessed. I know. I, no, that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> but they but they could still show it because right. everyone now knows. Who? Gary so, Ridgway? Not, it's the, B, well, it's the like, BTK. It's the oh, BTK. BTK. And that's what I thought it was Not that they're going to interact with them. Well, yeah, yeah. With the FBI. I just want to see just more, just watch the stories yeah. that he said right. hat fold out. Yeah, that's who it was. I knew the Mindhunter guy talked, like, headed the investigation on he, a serial that, killer. It was that BTK. guy was, yeah. Yeah, well, he, uh, many serial killers, but his right. his main one recently was the BTK killer. He's the one who... They tracked out, which Dennis Rader essentially gave himself away, but biggest um, idiot. He was, well, Dennis he was, Rader was the biggest idiot. He was, but. He, yeah, he got away with it for thirty years yeah. and then got lazy. Yeah. Now, uh, but that's that's the thing about all that stuff. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting. Like I remember the first time in that first episode, it pops up Wichita, Kansas, and I went, "Oh, it's oh, a show it's, about serial killers. Yeah. It's BTK." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, that's so nuts." Uh, but but yeah. So and then Wild Wild Country is yeah. a. F- also a phenomenal it's a docu-series yeah. five five or six episodes i think it's six episodes yeah. about this very interesting i guess for lack of better words cult which they're not really a cult right but it's a religion but they're kind of like yeah but a cult it's a cult <laughs> who essentially they you guys they, are saying you keep saying the same thing right. over and over again. who are for, like this uh guru is basically all he does is preach free love free expression do your own thing like these like intense meditation experiences that mix in with like, Hey, do your own thing and love other people. Um, they get like, basically he want, they end up wanting to move from India to America to make a long story short. They move to America and the, the town they plant next to hates them, <laughs> yeah. hates yeah. their fucking guts. And it's this back and forth between both. And it escalates and escalates and escalates. And it's this, 
amazing series um, about, I, I loved how it's like this perfect documentary that shows like you're on the side of the, like, I can't remember what their, what's, what's their cult name? What, do you remember what they're called? But uh, not the ra- Rashiki, 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 something like yeah, that. Something like that. Not you know, Rafiki from the Jungle Book. Right. Not him. You're, you're, the right, the, what's the Lion like King? That. Isn't that? Yeah, it's Lion King. Yeah, Rafiki. not Jungle Book. Whatever. <laughs> I said Lion King. No, you said, you said Jungle, Jungle Book. Book. Oh, whatever. I'll play this shit back right now. <laughs> right. I have but, the power. But I was thinking Lion it's King. This, this amazing swing of like, you're on their side, and then something happens, and you go, oh, those people suck. Yeah. Then you're on their side, and like, oh, like the town and the society and everything, they're fighting it sucks. And it's this whole amazing escalation of the only reason, essentially, I mean, when you boil it down, Rajneesh, Rajneesh, that was it. W- the, why the Rajneesh are doing what they're doing is because they were like essentially f- like kind of pushed into it, you know, yeah. like the whole taking over the town and taking over the other stuff because everyone hated them. Like they're like, well, sure, we're going to take over the town because these people hate us and want us gone. Well, and, so and again, we're going to be spiteful and take this town over. What I thought was so interesting is like they didn't do anything illegal. Right. Nothing like, they did other than trying to kill elected officials and other people. I mean, the but one thing—it's a gray area. <laughs> <laughs> but no, essentially, yeah, them like making the Ta- guy governor and like, like or quote, I'm sorry, the mayor of the town quote, taking the over the town and all, was all legal, stuff. all legal. Yeah, but I, I, it's it's fascinating look at like cult of personality and like mm-hmm. one of the main people they talk to is the lawyer of the of the Rajneesh. Yeah. And like, and him, he's still, he's still like, to this so day. In, he like into he followed it. the dude back to India yeah. where he died, and he's writing the book. Yeah, and it's this amazing look at like this normal lawyer, smart man. Yeah. like bought into it, and he and I don't want to say fault fell for it because there, it's this. I I love things like this when it talks about when you when you start talking about like cult of personality and what that means, and how did these people like buy into the Rajneesh? Right, and it's like because like they fell in love with this man and this idea, and that's what they wanted to follow until the day they died. And I love that dude because he he basically like starts and ends it like with like yeah. he's writing the book about and I can't wait to wait to read about the whole thing. Um. But yeah, well, and he and he that guy in particular is so level headed throughout Dude, the whole thing. He's so like, just and then like, at the end, I you're like, oh my god, he's still committed, still, still into it, yeah, to this whole. Which thing. Which I I loved like his whole thing about like I love how he could explain like the legal lease of the whole thing, yeah. like about the immigration stuff yeah. and how like they had nothing, like they just wanted this guy gone because he was different colored, right? You know? Um, so saying all that, I am gonna flip. Told you. Oh. And I, I I loved Mindhunter. I thought it was phenomenal. But the last two episodes just lost me of Mindhunter. Um, Holden Ford's character just became like... Fucking spiraled down like yeah, weird and... Yeah, he just and became weird. Making stupid the decisions. Whole, the whole thing in... Yeah, I know like, what you're talking about. In, in Georgia during that whole interrogation, like felt scummy and gross and coercion. Like all that stuff With, just uh, felt weird. With uh, the, the guy who killed the, the 12-year-old girl. Was it the, the heel, the... The, the heels, the with shoe, the, with the, the shoe giant guy? rock. No, that was Bru- that was, was Brutus. Uh, but no, anyway. But oh, oh, yeah, it, I remember. But, yeah, but like the whole last two episodes, Holden Ford became a very unlikable character, and everything he did was just kind of like I'm not on board with any of this. I feel like that's where he wanted to go with that character, but yeah, it loses but, a lot but of the audience. The it's like you I can't I, have your main character become unlikable. Exactly, and and I can understand about making a fictionalized version of all that stuff. And in like the book, from everything I read, is like it's a very straightforward account. It's very very kind of boring because it's a lot of anecdotal stuff. But it's like I, I don't know. It just kind of lost me. I mean, I get you. Whereas like you. Wild Wild Country, I was like I could not stop watching. Yeah, I know it. you're hooked. Aren't like, you? I was just is like four, I have. Is it four episodes? Six episodes. Yeah. 
of basically an hour long. Yeah, but like every minute. bit of it, I was like just fascinated and blown away by everything that was happening. Well, and and normally this would kind of irritate me, but like at the end of that series, mm-hmm. you're really like. I don't know who I would have. I if, think if you're voting, whatever, as right. a viewer, like if you, ha- if someone, what side are if you someone on? After you watch those six episodes, and someone slips a piece of paper in front of him, he goes, "Are you on the Rajneesh side or like essentially the government the town, side?" Yeah, I could. I know. You. Like I, know. I, I would be. I would be. Don't know. Don't know. Neutral. Neutral. Yeah. Neutral. You know what I mean? And it's. I think that's like the mark of like this a perfect, borderline perfect like docu series yeah. and. And it's only six episodes, and I, I, I Did think. Do you agree with the Rajneesh view, like world view? Like, just separate yourself from the documentary. Sure. Do you agree with their religious slash world view? I, I well, you know, I, I believe in Jesus, so so I'll butt in. Fuck, fuck you first. Uh, <laughs> I'll butt in, and I'll say it doesn't matter, right? That's the whole point. No, no, because I, no, I have a question, so I want to know. No, no, I have a follow up. I'm legit, like, curious what you think. Yeah, because one, I, I think to a point, yeah, because there again, I watched half the first episode. <laughs> Their their initial. Oh, so you got twenty minutes in. So I don't know what their religious beliefs are. It's basically just free love, free expression. Like right. we want to build these communes and these communities, take, basically to like take care of everybody, to be self sufficient, to grow our own stuff, and just to so be very hippie like basic basically okay. yeah. And just be, because they came from India, they were viewed as like other. Well, you know? yeah, because my original thought was it's it's crazy hippie people versus race like white racists. That's the, that's the main conceit well, of like it's, the it's, opening. It's this town. And that's apparently that's why I, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's this town. Like if if that same cult had moved somewhere outside of San Francisco, oh, this they probably would have flourished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they would have taken over. Well, San that's Francisco. what I was so surprised. At, and again, there are so many twists and turns, and the way it like morphs and like changes. You find out like towards the end, like whenever uh, his like assistant, like what's San? I can't oh yeah, what yeah. Name is. Uh, but she's talking and talking about like all the communes they had over the around the world and how yeah. many people were actually Rajneesh, like insane. Like and it's, so it's and even, it's, it's still around less, today. It's still it's still a thing. Yeah. Like 100%. so, it's even less r- religious than anything. See, it's more of just it's a more way like to live spirituality. your life. And, and see, yeah. that's like that's right. the hard thing about it, like how to explain exactly who they were and what they were because like they're not to call them religious is like not really. True. It's almost like our listeners should just watch the show. Correct. I I, I believe I again I, I think it should be required. To be. I yeah. I don't know how this thing slipped under the radar so much. Right. But well, I think it came out the same time that like a lot of really good documentaries yep. came out. Probably, but like, and it's a very everybody know. stop watching that fire festival stuff and watch this. Oh, yeah, instead. no shit. It, it's a good documentary. Guy tells a story about almost sucking a dick. That's I was fully prepared hilarious. to walk in the door and talk <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, but, but so did Tom Segura, and that's funnier. Yeah, it is. Anyway, well, what, what are we doing this time? I don't know. That's don't look at me. No, no, it's you. It's you. It's your thing with the movies. Oh, oh yeah. I thought you meant. Oh, well, let me, the let me explain up. it for you. <laughs> Yeah, so I gave you guys choices because uh, I don't watch movies. Right. And you're going to pitch two movies at me. Which I want to real quick talk about. So give me your give me the five again. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Blade Runner, Annihilation, Prometheus, Alien Covenant. Yeah. And then I don't I keep forgetting what the fifth one was. The one that... Snowpiercer. We, Snowpiercer. Yeah. So no, I cut that one off for another one, but... No, you didn't. I did. I think you did, but I can't remember. <laughs> you did. This is why it doesn't matter. Just go with the fucking so, two. So for two seconds, I want to talk about Prometheus is a very good, very interesting. But very, you both shit talk very, about very, after. Very bad movie. Yeah, okay. No, but, no, no, no. It's okay. a flawed movie. <laughs> it's a very interesting movie full, filled with dumb, stupid characters. 
who do dumb, stupid things. It's a very interesting movie because it opens up a lot of interesting philosophical questions. That's what I mean. That if boils it, it down to... If it to, wasn't smashed into the alien canon, which, it would have been a really what, interesting movie. That's what, I want to watch that movie with you just to go, that's an alien prequel. Right. Because See, it essentially the main conceit of the movie is... We're all just fired up. Yeah. Is, is what if I want to give for for Prometheus is essentially what if you met your god creator and they did not like you like that's the main thrust of the movie and it sounds really interesting in a lot of ways yeah, yeah. but it no whatever Alien Covenant is kind of more streamlined into the alien scary horror verse but still but Ridley Scott still wanted to wank off about some philosophy <laughs> <laughs> correct Snowpiercer is a phenomenal movie watch it God it is it really is right and that's Captain America fights a train, right? <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> Captain America fights a train in, and in the class warfare. <laughs> and the bad guy from Westworld is in charge of the train. Gotcha. Yeah. He's the awesome. conductor. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, do you want to go first for me? <laughs> it's up to you, buddy. Oh, Christ. Guys, we, we spent too much time. Go. Uh, Brendan. I'll just go first. Okay. I picked <laughs> like Blade Runner 2049. Ooh, interesting. Uh, let me start up with saying, but I can't <laughs> start by saying, but yeah, but. nice, nice. I'm already uh, on your side. I think both these movies are phenomenal. However, I think this movie will be more in your wheelhouse in Brian's wheelhouse. You know what I mean? I have to. It's my wheelhouse. Good. <laughs> I know your. I know your wheelhouse. I've been there before. Yeah, you've seen it a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> One might say you've taken the stick. <laughs> it spun that wheel. Uh, okay, so. We've talked a little bit about the first Got Blade the balls Runner. rolling. Okay, go. We've talked a little bit about the first Blade Runner, <laughs> correct? Yeah. And that you've seen it, but you don't remember anything about it. Yeah. The good thing about this movie is you don't necessarily have to have seen the first Blade Runner or know anything about it to see this movie. That's yeah. that's the good thing about the sequel. Good. Um, to run real fast through Blade Runner, it's about Harrison Ford's character, Deckard. He's a Blade Runner who tracks down replicants, androids, to, put, to find out the replicants and put them out of service. That's essentially his job. Five replicants from an outworld mining colony in the stars have gone loose and they have implanted memories to make them feel like people. Listen, I've seen things you can't imagine. Right. Ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I can't remember the rest. It's amazing. (laughs) But basically, it's a movie that asks a lot of amazing sci fi questions about. Uh, one, it's a it's a neo noir movie. It's a very detective, hard boiled movie, but also asks these amazing big questions about like what does it mean to be human. And like, are you, are you truly human? Like, just because, you know, Blade Runner 2049 expands on those themes and takes them into the 2049 year. Yay. <laughs> uh, that's, that was really smooth. That's it. It's the same that's movie, it. but it takes place. <laughs> no, uh, Blade Runner 2049, it's basically about the Godfather, Ryan Gosling. He's in a movie. He's in a movie. Oh, I can't, I uh, can't say that enough. He plays yeah, a. He I plays can't. at the start of the movie. He plays a replicant who is a Blade Runner. Who? Spoiler alert! No, that's like the first like opening of the movie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who his job is again in this in this timeline? It, all replicants are literal slaves. They have no rights, anything else. If they are found outside of their work, they are immediately terminated, and that is his job. He finds to this find the, the rogue replicants. Correct. He finds on one of his jobs at the opening movie, which is with Dave Batista, yeah. and it's fucking it's really good. awesome. Dave Batista, Drax is in this. Yeah, he puts on an acting clinic in yeah, but five you can't minutes. See him. Like it's I've so heard good. that actually. I like, remember reading so about good. that. Yeah. Um, 
in uh, so you can't see him. That was a Drax joke, and no one caught it. Invisible. There it is. Molly gets nice. it. So uh, he a- after he meets with uh, Dave Bautista's character, he finds a secret that, when brought to his superiors, is said to this could bring the end to this. Oh yeah, all of society, yeah. all of the that. human replicant relations, everything. So find Deckard, find out everything y- you can, and stop it. And that's basically all I can say about the movie <laughs> without yeah. really diving into it. But it takes those themes and this amazing, beautiful sci-fi movie and about are you really human and what does it mean to be human? And if you're faced with these tough choices, like can you truly stand up to them? And uh, Kay, Ryan Gosling's character in the movie, as the movie goes on, goes through this ridiculous trials and ridiculous thing, instrumental odds, and find finds out things about himself that are they true? Could they be true? And are you asking me? I haven't seen it. Oh, I want you to. Oh, I thought you had. No, but I, I think, <laughs> and, and uh, that's what I want Vargas to talk about Annihilation, uh, because I, I mean, I think both these movies are. Jeez, now you really are spoiling some shit. Well, we only had five movies, and we named talk about the three well, that's true. that we weren't going to do. Touche. Touche. Because I, I think it, t- again, I'm going to give a little bit of a counter argument to start out with. I think both. <laughs> Both these movies are so fucking good. Yeah. They're both phenomenal sci-fi, high concept movies. But I think Blade Runner is more in the Brian sci-fi wheelhouse, whereas Annihilation is like a little too weird high concept, like sci-fi. So to be bluntly, like yeah, yeah. so I'm Brian's a, too dumb. I get it. No, no. Well, as a, as a good <laughs> no. transition, I'll I'll say first of all, uh, 2049 was Denis Villeneuve. Which have you seen? You saw Arrival. Bless you. What? Arrival. He made that. You we, saw Arrival, Danny, right? Yes, I did. Denise Villanueva. Which Danny DeVito. <laughs> I recently rewatched that, and it <sighs> still makes me cry at it's the end because so it good. makes my heart hurt. Right. Um, I've never known you to have feelings. Yeah, I know. It's super <laughs> weird, and I don't know why I was crying, but... Probably out of confusion. Uh, why very, am I feeling feelings? <laughs> He's you made remember feelings, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he uh, made a lot of phenomenal movies, like, I think... Sicario. He's yeah. he remade a French movie called Prisoners with uh, mm-hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman. That is fucking intense. Yeah. Um, it's really very good. So I'll say I think Blade Runner is the better movie to watch aesthetically, right? Like yeah. just in terms of the cinematography. It is and insane. The, I mean, the cinematography. The you know, I've heard the not the exact opposite, but. I've heard nothing but good things about the cinematography and visuals well, of Annihilation. So Very good. <laughs> so here's why is because Blade Runner 2049 alternates between green and red and oh, white. Oh, yeah. Those are the colors of the movie. Your but, subconscious. And, and gray. Like as, as the scenes, as the people in the noir. scenes like move through the movie. Like yeah. exactly. Like your brain, your subconscious knows like, oh, something's off or something's different. And it's a great so cue. Yeah. That's, and, but that's the thing with Annihilation is it really crams together you can the see the cinematography on the front of the cover. Uh, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> Annihilation juxtaposes the beautiful and the disgusting, kind of I, I, in a really in a really good way. Anyway, so Annihilation uh, is a movie by uh, Alex Garland who did Ex Machina. That was his other big movie, um, which I was also he, on the podcast. And he also wrote The Island, the 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 book. Really? Yeah, that got turned into the Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Yeah, back in the 90s. Yeah, 
You don't remember that movie at all, do you? Currently, the room or is in oh, sorry, the beach. The beach. The beach with Leonardo DiCaprio. Because yes. the island is a movie with Ewan the, McGregor. Yeah, not by that Michael one. Bay. Yes, not that one. The beach. You're right. You're right. The beach is wrote, a weird, crazy, high concept movie as he well. He wrote the book. I'm seeing a pattern with Garland. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Are you just talking about Inception right now? <laughs> no. Um, so, Annihilation. Um, a meteorite crashes into a lighthouse and it creates this area called Area X. No ships go there, I bet. No ships go there. You're right. Uh, in fact, every every mission that's gone in on foot, nobody's come back except Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman's husband. Oh shit! Right, and Oscar Isaac doesn't show up at base. Shows up at Correct. home one day he, randomly. He just walks to their house. So, um, and then he gets real sick and he goes to the hospital that's outside Area X with Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman agrees to go into Area X to figure out what's going on with it. That's that's the hook, and that's and, all we can really do. Again, <laughs> again, you know, like Blade Runner, that's really all you can give. But the 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 reason I picked this movie is I want to challenge you because it's Ugh. I know I know it's, I'm already it's, exhausted. It's it's not an easily digestible movie. Like I told Brendan, watching this movie for the second time was like oh so eye opening. It's one of those movies that like. You get through it, and it's good. It's great on first viewing. You know how we talked about like uh, Ex Machina, like a couple of viewings is kind of like the first viewing you you watch, it's phenomenal, mind blowing, so good. Yeah. Then you watch it again and go for different reasons. Right. It's mind blowing and amazing. It's, it's, it's the exact so same thing and for Annihilation. Insane. Yeah. It's the exact same thing. Um, the I'll tell you the things that you'll like on first viewing the 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 visuals like i said it it smashes together the beautiful and the disgusting it has well two but one of my favorite movie monsters from the last 10 years oh, yeah. i mean you talk about unique and i mean i i know exactly yeah that scene is brutal and yeah. insane and intense yeah. yeah um yeah and then you get to the end and there's another m- monster oh, yeah. that's it's frightening and beautiful and scary and confusing and all those feelings all at the same time. Uh, and then you get to the end of the movie and it's, I'll say ambiguous, but you know what's going there on. There are no easy answers. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's why I think if you go into it with an open mind and you watch this movie, not just for the sake of enjoying the movie, but for, something that you can think about and chew on. Uh, I know. But uh, that's, remember, remember earlier I said high, it's a high concept. But that's, so I have to be high when I watch it. Yeah, no. let's get... Well, yeah, probably. <laughs> it wouldn't would hurt. But that's... I'm, I'm challenging you to to try and think about something more than just surface level. Boy, or, that's annoying. Or Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Let me tell you, this movie <laughs> is... Go on. Let's talk about that movie. <laughs> but, that, but again, that's not to say that like, both these movies have amazing, deep, awesome sci-fi yeah. concepts on sci-fi themes. Annihilation has body horror, intense sci-fi, yeah. intense horror, whereas like Blade Runner is more of a traditional like noir sci-fi movie. Yeah, it's it, a detective movie. Right. I don't think... It's it, rated noir? Noir. The new metal. Yep. <laughs> the whole thing's done by corn. Um, <laughs> with, I, the, with the backwards R. I think... Sense. And that's what like I hate like counter-arguing this because I think both these movies will blow you away yeah. but in different, different ways. For sure different ways. Because I I, I, I fully ways. I fully back up Vargas's whole it's Annihilation's a challenging movie. 
That's the one that after at the end of the movie, I, I was in the theater alone, and the couple next to me, the, he looked, the yeah. wife looked at the husband and went, "Was that it?" But that's and what I mean. Hated don't, every second. Don't you be that I mean? person. If you think about this right. movie, there's a ton. It's there. So deep. It's yeah. insanity. And Natalie Portman's every everyone's uh, portrayals in the movie are fen- acting is phenomenal. All the acting in Blade Runner twenty forty nine is yeah amazing. They're both. And yeah. I, I'll say too, I think twenty forty nine is the best one of the best sequels ever made. I mean, like 20, 30 years after the fact. Yeah. Like phenomenal. We should mark it on our 18th episode that it might be the only episode we've had both parties talking positively about the other's choice. And again, that's why I'm saying we're finally coming together as friends. And that's why I'm saying my, my only argument against boo. He doesn't like that. We agree. (laughs) My only only argument against annihilation is that I I just don't think it's a Brian movie. He just doesn't think it's, it's too smart. No, 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 no. (laughs) It's not that it's too smart. I just know you and know how you like and react to movies. And I just don't think it's a movie that you would, Enjoy as much as you would enjoy Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Okay, and my argument against twenty forty nine is the pacing. I think it's too fast. I can't keep up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's. I think it's too slow. I think there will be parts where you'll get bored and you'll miss something, and you'll be like, "Well, now I don't know what's going on." Because, <laughs> because I kind. I mean, You're I watched both, both of those sound really yeah, yeah. enticing, don't they? I got I don't know, Thank well, you both. This I, is really. These are really strong arguments about my character. I disagree. Gonna, I think it's a great pacing, great movie. I'm going to record a podcast later, diving into both these issues <laughs> on my character. Uh, yeah, I I was sitting in the theater and I felt that way, where it's like, I get it, I get it, I, was I get blown it. Away repeatedly. And then you're like. <laughs> When I now we're talking about blowing me, so. I'll blow you right now. Yeah, you're, you're right. Really. Yes, correct. <laughs> we are talking about that, Brian. <laughs> uh, Annihilation. Yes, I'm gonna accept the challenge. I love it. I, I like the challenge. I like it. I'm gonna strap in. I'm gonna watch it. No drinks in hand. Only water. That'd probably be the best idea not to be drunk. Watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll strap in and watch uh, Blade Runner 2049. Good. Sometime after. Can we watch them with you? Yeah, he mentioned that, okay. and I, and then he gave me shit because I said if you guys have the time. Oh, he burned us. He burned <laughs> us. Well, I just had to sit through ten minutes of you guys <laughs> burning me. So <laughs> lightly, we seared you we, at worst. We light, it was like a sunburn. Three in the microwave for ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah annihilation. I'm actually excited for both. Uh, the, Honestly, the main reason that I chose that, I was leaning on the fence towards Blade Runner. Mm. And then Brendan so adamantly started defa- almost I'm defending Annihilation that you did. Idiot. <laughs> well, Listen movie. to this it's podcast when it movie. comes out. Uh, so that's what, that's what honestly what swayed me. Uh, I do think that Blade Runner might be more in my wheelhouse. Just I think so universe too. wise. I, I think you'll flip. Yeah. Universe I mean, wise, I think. I, I, I'm, I'm stoked you're going to watch. I'm excited you're going to watch both these movies. But I think it, it's not in... And I don't. I I think it's funny that you're. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm so too stupid to watch Annihilation. Yeah, it's funny that I'm saying that. You're right. Yep. Go ahead. Go on. I just think <laughs> Blade Runner because t- you're so stupid. <laughs> it's funny you realize. So Explain it more. No, I, I think there'll be a flip, and I I think you'll end up enjoying because I think Blade Runner twenty four nine's movie I will revisit revisit far more than Annihilation. I already have. Well, <laughs> and that's the thing for me. That could be a Annihilation reason. is the movie that I would revisit more than that's that. That's interesting. Yeah, for sure. Huh. Well, there we have it. So, what are we doing next time? Yeah, are you guys fucking ready? Brian knows what it is. He saw it in my little. I actually, you, you talked I it up, but I'm so excited. You said that, oh. and all I saw was why the last man and the Hobbit. Oh, perfect. 
Okay, so I'm I'm going back to the style of one of our one of our more successful episodes. Oh boy, where they're all successful. So us. <laughs> the one time we did Captain, uh, America, Captain America versus lightsaber, right? Mm-hmm. This time I want to settle it once and for all. Goku versus Superman. <laughs> Dibs on Goku. <laughs> Dibs on Goku. I, I I knew it. Okay. So I've this the source material. This bugs me. This bugs the shit out of me because I am totally on Superman's side. <laughs> me too. That's why I'm glad yeah. it happened. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> um, and, and it's bugged me forever. I mean, I've I've watched season one of Dragon Ball Z, maybe, right. but like, I don't understand how what the argument is. So buckle the fuck up. And that's that's why I picked it. So <laughs> that's what I'm doing. That's Go, I, Goku. That's, so Brian's gonna do Goku, it sounds like. I'll Brennan, guess, you've I'll got soups. Superman. You know he's gonna win. Uh that's good. I'm pumped. Oh, I got something for this. You, oh, he's already <laughs> <laughs> Nah, go ahead. <laughs> I'll come up with it next time. Exciting. Where can people find us? Uh my, my address? Give him my address. Yeah, well, send him here. Him? <laughs> yeah. Why do we do this with him? Uh oh. <laughs> Already took shots. Find us on Twitter. <laughs> At debates on tap. Twitter. Find us <laughs> on Instagram at debates on pictures. Uh find us at Gmail, uh, which is on the internet. Um debates on fans at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, we should just do fans of sci-fi versus fans of fantasy because we talked about both oh, of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Both nice. of those genres. So, okay. Other than that, we'll see you guys next time. I think, probably, hopefully, do the thing. Bye. Bye.